Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. If you search for the Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app, to iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Most everyone over the age of 50 has heard the name Will Rogers. His quotes ring as true today as they did in the 1930s. Congress opens with a prayer and closes with an investigation. Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Make crime pay. Become a lawyer. Here to tell the story of Will Rogers is Tad Jones, the executive director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. But first, audio from Lux Radio Theater. You'll be hearing a lot of it over this hour. Let's get into the story. From Hollywood, the Hollywood Radio Theater.
and Will Rogers, Jr. in the story of Will Rogers. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. If a vote were taken for the most popular American of all time outside of public office, I'm sure Will Rogers' name would head the list. His keen perception, gentle humor, and simplicity made him one of the most beloved men of our time. Tonight, playing his original role in the story of Will Rogers, we have the perfect choice, Will Rogers, Jr. And as his co-star in this humorous drama from the Warner Brothers studio, their glamorous Academy Award winner, Jane Wyman, in her original role of Mrs. Rogers. didn't become Will Rogers just overnight. You've heard of the Trail of Tears. The Rogers family came over a few years earlier. Um, they had a deal to get some property, so they were what was called the early settlers. So that was Will's granddad that came over. Clem, Will's dad, was very involved in everything in uh, Northeast Oklahoma and was a very prominent Cherokee citizen. He had, was a judge in the area, and also a Cherokee senator. Um, when Oklahoma was becoming a state, uh, Clem Rogers was one of the delegates at the Constitutional Convention for the creation of Oklahoma's state. Willie, how'd you get here, son? You ought to know, Pa. You sent me the money to come home. Oh, that's right. I did, didn't I? Well, it's good to see you, son. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got some news for the folks here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, as senator of the Cherokee Nation, it gives me great pleasure to tell you that we've just smoked a pipe of peace with these congressmen from Washington, and in the not-too-distant future, Oklahoma shall become the 46th state of the Union. So the county we live in and where the memorial is and where Will is born is called Rogers County, but it wasn't named after Will Rogers, it was named after Will's dad. He was married to a lady named Mary America Scrimpture. Both of them were about a quarter Cherokee. Uh, also, he served in the Civil War, and he served with a gentleman in the Civil War named uh, William Penn Adair. And when Will Rogers was born, that's where his name came from, William Penn Adair Rogers. He liked to joke that he was born uh, on Election Day, November 4th, and he said his mom had nothing better to do because women weren't allowed to vote, so she just stayed home and had him. Uh, Will Rogers uh, adored her. Clem and Mary America had a number of children, and uh, unfortunately only four of them lived to adulthood. Three of them died when they were young, and... Ma died when I was 10. But his three sisters really loved on Will um, and spoiled him, and that's kind of who raised him. And uh, who's this little boy? Well, that's me. All of these are me. Each one was taken when I started a new school. You must have run out of schools early. Uh, no, ma'am. Those schools, they kept cropping up like mushrooms. Will's dad was a very hard worker. 
He did not care much for Will's work ethic, which wasn't much. <laughs> Will did not do very good in school, and he went to a number of schools uh, all over Northeast Oklahoma and into Missouri, and just didn't have much luck. This one here is Paul's last flame, Kemper Military Academy. I was there for two years, one in the guard house and one in the fourth grade. His dad even tried to get him in a military academy to try to get him some discipline. Well, Will wasn't there very long and, and earned 150 demerits. So uh, he left the military academy, he liked to joke, I think it was the, he didn't pass the fourth grade, McGuffey reader. Um, but Will was highly intelligent, make no mistake. I mean, he, he was an avid reader. Um, he knew things, he had a great memory. His thing, he, he had so much energy, he just loved to joke. Uh, kind of was a class clown. He learned to rope by a former slave named Dan Walker. Um, and so Dan Walker worked at the ranch and that's, he taught Will Rogers how to rope and that is what Will loved more than anything. And so Will roped at the ranch all the time. And when he was at school, he roped the kids and he roped the girls. He wanted to be a cowboy, he just wanted to rope. And an opportunity came for him to, to leave the ranch and go out to Higgins, Texas. And he worked on a, as a ranch hand out there for several months. Uh, then came back to the ranch and um, his dad ended up giving him the the ranch for a couple years. Will Rogers called it the Dog Iron Ranch, but that is not what Will Rogers wanted to do. He didn't want to be a businessman. You know, it could be a cowboy, but when you're running the ranch, that's a different responsibility. So after three years of that, Will Rogers said, you know what, I'm, I'm not too excited about this. I think I'm going to leave and uh, go and be a cowboy in Argentina. He'd heard that there were no fences in Argentina. We're in, in here in, uh, this was Indian Territory. It wasn't Oklahoma at the time. So Will Rogers was not born in Oklahoma. Uh, he was born in Indian Territory and uh, grew up in Indian Territory. And in uh, 1901, sold it back to his father and said, I'm going to Argentina with a friend of mine just to be a, a cowboy, what they called a gaucho. When we come back, more of the story of Will Rogers here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited 
from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we return to Our American Stories and our story of Will Rogers with Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. When we last left off, Will Rogers, looking for direction, had decided to head south, south to Argentina to become a cowboy, rejecting a life of running his powerful father's ranch. Let's get back to the story. Here again is audio from Lux Radio Theater. Glad to have you back, son. And I hope your foolish days are over. Uh, but, Pa, ain't you kind of tired with all this to-doing? Certainly not. I found it very stimulating. Well, you've been gone for two years. I'm interested to learn what you've accomplished. Well? So Will and his buddy took off. They thought they'd just go to New Orleans and then make their way down to Argentina, but it wasn't that easy. They had to take some boats to go to New York and then over to London and finally got to Argentina. Well, when they got down there, life wasn't near the glamorous thing that they thought it was going to be. So Will's buddy came back home. Will Roger was by himself in Argentina, virtually dead broke. He wrote some letters back to his dad, which were his first published letters in the newspaper. When the when uh, the family, when he got some letters back, the family published him in the Claremore Progress and people got to kind of keep up with Will Rogers, mainly because of his dad was well known in the area and there's his son was kind of well known. And so he probably didn't know what was happening, but kind of his first foray being in the newspapers. So what was Will gonna do with his life? He's stuck in Argentina, first he has no money, 
and there was a big cattle run that was going to South America, a big boat. And so Will jumped on the boat to take all the cattle to South uh, Africa and uh, got to South Africa, got the cattle off, still wasn't sure what he was going to do with his life, he was broke in South Africa, and he saw a sign for Texas Jack's Wild West Show. This was the game changer for Will. Santa Fe Jack in his Wild West show. The greatest assembly of prairie daredevils ever gathered under one tent. You'll see Honey Girl Kate. You'll see Chief Big Horse of the Untamed Apaches and the one and only Cherokee Kid, the foremost roping artist in the world. Fresh from triumphs before the... The Wild West show was looking for somebody that could do what was called the big crinoline, which is the big rope trick uh, with a, you know, a huge rope that you rope with, and Will Rogers happened to know how to do the trick, and he could do a lot of other tricks too. So now this is his first foray in the show business. Did it for a little while, and then uh, decided he was ready to go and try to make his way back to the States. And he went to, he got a letter from Texas Jack, recommended him as a great performer. He went to Australia and New Zealand and was in a, some Wild West shows there and then came back to the United States and came back home. Well, I worked a lot of ranches, Pa. Met a lot of fine people. Gotten some practice with my rope. I even had an offer to go with a big roundup. If that's your ambition, that aimless drift in life, there's no use my even talking to you. Sent me a hundred bucks, Pa. Don't seem like you're getting your money's worth out of this conversation. I ain't with a roundup. I'm here. But are you any different than when you left? Pa, you and me have been making this same mistake for 20 years. You wanted me to be Clem Rogers' boy, and I've just stampeded away from it. I might do better as just plain Will Rogers. Why not give it a try? So Will, had, when he was here, uh, he ran into a lady at the train stop, and uh, she was there, he was working at the train stop, and or he went to pick something up at the train stop, and there was a lady there uh, named Bl Betty Blake. Will rode into my life just after the turn of the century. Oklahoma was still Indian territory, and Oolaga, one of the few cow towns that boasted a railroad. If it weren't for that railroad, I wouldn't have been there at all. My sister's husband, Dave, was a station master, and I'd come for a visit. I saw Will tie his horse outside the station, just another saddle-weary drifter, and then he wandered into the baggage room. And when he went to pick up his guitar and his long underwear, he saw her and immediately fell in love. And he, he was so nervous, he took off and left his stuff there. For eight years, Will Rogers tried to get Betty to date him and marry him, and she just wouldn't have that much to do with him because Will didn't have you know, a stable life. Will was all over the place and traveling and wasn't gonna make a lot of money. She was from a very well-to-do family from Northwest uh, Arkansas in the Rogers, Arkansas area. And uh, so she really didn't think much of Will, but Will just kept after her and kept after her and send her letters and, and, uh, and those kind of things to try to let, him, let her know that he really appreciated her. Well, Will then start, went to New York, uh, started doing, uh, or he went with a, 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 a Wild West show to New York and was doing the show in New York. And this is where his big break in the, the States came. So they were in Madison Square Garden doing a Wild West show. He was just one of the troop and a, uh, a bull got out of the arena and went into the crowd. And the story is that Will Rogers got his rope, got up there, roped it, and brought it out. 
um, and gotten saved people's lives. Well, you know, there might have been, there's some other stories supposedly that might have happened, but the one that the newspapers went with was, you know, Cowpuncher from Oklahoma uh, saves the crowd, you know, Will Rogers. So now all of a sudden he's front page news and people up there, you know, in New York, they want to see, you know, what's this, uh, this cowboy from Oklahoma? So all of a sudden Will is a little bit famous and people want to see him. So he gets picked up to be in vaudeville. You know, those were all the trick, you know, the jugglers and the comedians and different things. And Will went in there just to be a trick roper. So Will got into vaudeville and started doing trick roping. And uh, during this time, he's still courting Betty and uh, eventually convinced Betty to marry him. Uh, Betty? Yes, Will. What would happen if I was to quit gallivanting around and settle down? What would you like to have happen? Well, I haven't any money. Well, that isn't important. I love you, Betty. Ever since I first saw you, I ain't... Um, I haven't had... I always say ain't, Will. I ain't been able to think straight about nothing except that I love you. Is that important? Oh, it's awfully important. Then you'll marry me? Yes, Will. Golly Moses, I feel like hollering. Well, why don't you? Yahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> So she moved up to New York and they started having a few kids. So he ends up having four children. Uh, one child died in infancy, unfortunately. Uh, his son, Fred Stone, died when he was just two. So Will Rogers now is doing the Follies. He's very popular. And then uh, one time he missed a rope trick and he made a joke and the people laughed. And he was kind of offended by that. And, you know, he's a professional, professional roper. You know, you don't laugh at a professional roper. Even though he grew up joking and made, trying to make people laugh, but this was his, you know, his serious business. I was having a pretty bad time myself, but nothing I'm sure to what he was going through. He couldn't blame the audience for laughing at him. <laughs> Mighty nice of you to laugh at me. Of course, it ain't no use to pretend I ain't nervous here tonight, because I sure am. Uh, you know, horses are smarter than humans. You never heard of a horse going broke betting on people. <laughs> well, when he came off the stage, they kind of told me, you know, you ought to, you know, the people laugh, they like that. You ought to do that a little bit more. And so he started writing jokes and would miss rope tricks on purpose so he could tell a joke. You know, he'd mess up and go, oh, I got both my feet in but one, you know, or whatever the joke might be. And so now they're laughing at him and he was liking that. So now, you know, it, it added a little bit to his show. But then, you know, every, there were other rope trickers that were showing up. And so he was such an avid reader that Betty told him, he said, you know, you ought to start talking about the news of the day. I see where they got a new governor back in my home state of Oklahoma. He's a real fine governor, too, and the folks back there sure love it, especially some of the folks who've been spending their time behind bars. Uh, you see, this governor's been sending out a lot of pardons and uh, kind of getting the warden sort of worried. Anyway, he sent out so many that one old boy sent him back an answer. Why, shucks, governor, he said, thanks for the pardon, but they ain't caught me yet. <laughs> And we're listening to the story of Will Rogers as told by Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. And again, special thanks to Lux Radio Theater. You're hearing excerpts throughout this piece. When we come back, more of the story of Will Rogers here on Our American Stories.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And we return to Our American Stories and our story on Will Rogers with Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. When we last left off, Will had finally found relative stability as a professional roper. Let's return to the story. The curtain rises on Act 3 of the story of Will Rogers, starring Jane Wyman as Betty Rogers and Will Rogers Jr. in the title role. Yes, Will had a brand new career. He just went out on the stage and kept talking, never knowing what he was going to say until he said it, and always surprised at the success it brought him. In a few years, Will was a headliner, a star. And what people seemed to love most was to hear Will talking about politics and Congress. And then one day, the United States Secret Service ordered him to Washington, the request of President Wilson. They took a trip to Baltimore, the show did, and the President of the United States, Woodrow Wilson, came in the audience. 
and Will was super nervous. I mean, the president's there, and he's really come to see Will because he heard about this guy that makes political jokes, which wasn't a thing that happened much. You know, Mark Twain did a little bit, but his was kind of biting. When Mark Twain joked about it, a little more serious, Will was doing it in a funny sense. And uh, so now the president's in the audience, and Will was so nervous. They literally said had to grab him, push him out on stage, say, you got to do your show. And he got out there, he did his all shucks thing, you know, and roped, and he talked about how nervous he was. And uh, then he told, started telling his jokes. And he made a joke about trying to catch Pancho Villa, but they couldn't get him because when they started to go south of the border, they got caught up in all the red tape. And, you know, people were looking around to see what the president would do, and the president laughed. And that really helped Will Rogers. He said, now, you know, if the president's going to laugh at me, it's okay. And Will never said anything to make people mad. I mean, that was, I think that's what endeared him to everybody. You know, you never hear him say negative things about any any people. He'll joke about the institution. You know, Congress has this and the presidency has this, but the individual, he always said nice things about, you know, and it was, that's such an impressive thing. I know I've said a lot of things about Washington, Mr. President. If I've offended you in any way, I'm sorry. I didn't ask you here to censor you, Mr. Rogers. For a long time, I've wanted to thank you for your war work and everything else. That's mighty nice of you, Mr. President. And to be perfectly honest, I've always wanted to see the master of the verb ain't. <laughs> I've heard you've had several offers to write. How is it I've never seen you in print? Why, uh, Mr. President, as the next college professor, you ought to know that I can't put two words together without making them come out wrong. That may be, but from the quotes I've heard, your meanings come out pretty right. Mr. Rogers, uh, will, if I may. Now I feel like I can cross my legs. <laughs> You, you say for people the things they'd like to say but can't quite express. And in helping them think things through, you're also making them laugh. That's a rare gift. That's why I think you should write as well as speak. Whether you like it or not, Will, you'll become a voice from the heart of the people. Our country wants to hear it more often. And so he did that and earned respect from people all over the country. And so now there's a new medium that's showing up, and it's the movies. This was just silence, but Will Rogers was invited to be in a movie. They filmed it in New York, and they said, you know what, you need to move out to Hollywood and make some more of these. Will went on to make uh, 50 silent movies. Then in 19, that was 1919 when they moved out there. In 1922, here comes the radio. Also in 1922, he started writing a weekly article for newspapers. And in 1927, he also started writing a daily column. You know, peck it out. He wasn't a great typist. He would peck his daily column, hand it to the Western Union kid by 5 o'clock, and they would go and send it out to Western Union and all the newspapers. You know, he'd be at a movie, you know, doing a movie. He'd take a break, run over here, type out his daily column, and, uh, you know, and then send it out. So just incredible, you know, that he could write stuff that was always interesting, too. I mean, just... No. Here in Germany, they got a fella named Hitler. He began in a beer hall, and he'll give the whole world a hangover before he's through. The whole thing, as I see it, all over the world, is that the little nations has just got no business being little. you can do that every single day is uh, you know you're looking at 365 days a year roughly 
times, you know, what is that, seven, eight years, how many daily columns is that that you spit out, you know, and weekly columns too that were longer, and he had joked in 1928 about running for president, he called it the anti-bunk party, and he had this presidential run that he was doing, it was in the it was in Life magazine, it was just really cute. Um, but anyway, the talkies came in, and this is where Will's movie career started to blossom. I mean, Will, it was his talking that got it. The silent movies, you know, you just had to act, and he did have some funny commentary, but talkies is what happened uh, that really got him in the movies. So he really is this world figure in the 30s. Of course, the Great Depression hit in, uh, in 29 with a stock market crash, and Will was there as his comforting voice for the country, you know, again, daily talking. Spell back, I did a newspaper piece on George Washington, how proud he'd be of his country if he'd lived till his 200th birthday. Guess I didn't know what I was writing about. If old George was around today, I bet he'd sue us for calling him father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't make no sense, Will, but you sure make a fellow feel better, <laughs> even if he is on his way to the poorhouse. Uh, I think one of the great characteristics, too, is his empathy. I mean, he said, you know, you, until you understand from another person's perspective, you know, where they're coming from, and that's what he did. I mean, he saw, for instance, there was a, uh, Herbert Hoover was president, and he wanted to give a talk about some relief that he wanted to do during the Great Depression. It's, it was, I think it was 1930, and uh, he needed an audience to listen to his speech, and so you can't imagine doing this today, but he asked Will Rogers to be his intro on the radio. So Will Rogers did that, you know, and he, he joked in the, in the radio deal about, you know, when I was asked to do this, I had to ask some people about it, and I, you know, whatever negative, it just, you know, wasn't okay, well, enough. Well, uh, I, I'm kind of particular. I think, uh, who do I, who's, go, who's gonna be the other speaker? Who else is on the, who else is on the uh, bill with me? And he said, well, I'll, uh, he said, uh, how would uh, Mr. Hoover do? So I looked into Mr. Hoover's record and uh, inquired of everybody. And uh, after I had uh, kind of thrown out about two-thirds of what the Democrats said about him, why well, I, I figured that I wouldn't have much to lose by appearing with Mr. Hoover. So you know, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to go here and I'm going to talk. Well, in that speech, it became a famous speech. We call it "Bacon Beads Limousines," where he said, "Here we are in a country with more wheat, more corn, more money in the bank." more cotton, more everything in the world. There's not a product that you can name that we haven't got more of it than any country ever had in the face of the earth. And yet we've got people starving. They will hold the distinction of being the only nation in the history of the world that ever went to the poorhouse in an automobile. We're going to be the only uh, country in the history of the world that's going to go to the poorhouse in an automobile. And it was a very heartfelt um, speech. You know, there was a little humor in it, but not much. It got into a very serious tone. And he also talked about the goodness of the American people. That You know, yes, things are tough, but we're going to give and uh, help people in our communities, and we can do that. And he, he talked about the big boys um, that got him into this mess, which is kind of funny. I mean, there were the, the richest people in the world loved Will Rogers. I mean, Henry Ford thought Will should run for president, and Will thought Henry Ford should be given uh, be given the keys to Congress and solve all the issues because he was such a good businessman, you know. So it was a very poignant speech. And after after his talk, then Herbert Hoover got on and gave his. Well, you know, it was like ten to one, whatever the numbers were, of people that wanted, you know, copies and transcripts of Will's speech versus the president's speech. 
And we've been listening to Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. More of the story of Will Rogers when Our American Stories continues. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And we return to Our American Stories and the final section of our story on Will Rogers with Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. You've also been hearing historical audio from Lux Radio Theater, featuring Will's son, Will Rogers Jr., playing his father, and Jane Wyman playing Will's wife, Betty. When we last left off, Will had become a guiding voice during the Great Depression and virtually inescapable. Whether on radio, in print, or film, it was because of this that he was called the most dangerous man in America. But Will was anything but. He was different. Let's return to the story. We start yet again with Lux Radio Theater. It's, it's been my life, lot in life to play the fool and to make people laugh. I've kidded an awful lot of big men, but I've had mighty few complaints. 
I guess that's the sign of a big man. I've, uh, I've tried living my life so that whenever I quit, I'm ahead. I've been an awful lucky fellow. I've been all over the world. I've met kings and rickshaw boys, senators and farmers, more people than most people would meet in 10 lifetimes. And I never met a man I didn't like. His famous line is, I never met a man I didn't like. And that's exactly true. Didn't care what kind of, what race you're from, your religion, you know, treated the, the kings and the common man the same. He was a man that I think is maybe the greatest role model citizen that we have. We have great role models like in politics, like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and these kind of people. But as a, as a citizen, a good person that treated people right, his credibility was just through the roof because he, you know, he, he was so genuine. It was all him. I think he never talked negatively about people. He'd joke about the institution, he would joke um, about different things, but when it came to people, he always treated them with respect. And even if he thought he hurt somebody's feelings, you know, he would apologize. And that's so rare, because in comedy today, you know, if you're not really gigging them and, and almost making them mad, and then our personalities today are such that, you know, you hear something you don't like and your immediate reaction is to get angry and why are they thinking that way? And, and Will saw, you know, everybody's perspective so well, it was so ingrained in him. Yes, he liked to joke, but it was a calming way and also in a way that showed empathy towards what people were going through. And even in his movies, there were scenes of, you know, they were about the Great Depression, some of them, and, you know, where he's cutting uh, his stock, stock certificates into little paper men, you know, that, because they were worthless. Um, but I'll tell you, my, my all-time favorite, though, is one he does right in front of Calvin Coolidge. So they're, they're, I think it's one of the dams in, in Arizona that was being dedicated. We have this video of it. And Calvin Coolidge is there, and Will Rogers is there to give a talk. And with Calvin Coolidge there, um, he said, Will said, you know, Calvin Coolidge, one of our great presidents, he goes, he didn't do nothing, but that's what we want to done. And it just gives this great laugh. And I just, I love it, because it cuts to Calvin Coolidge, he always kind of frowned a little bit, but he goes, he didn't do nothing, but that's what we want to done. I thought, man, that's just such a, a witty, funny quote, you know, with a president, you know, sitting right there and everybody laughing at it. So anyway. Oh, Will, what's that plane doing over there? That's old Wiley showing off his new ship. I forgot to tell you, honey, he's dropping in tonight for supper. Not just for supper. Wiley's like Paul. He doesn't drop in unless he has something on his mind. Well, maybe. We have been kind of figuring on a little trip up to Alaska. Well, why way up there? Uh, well, you see, honey, when I was a kid, I flunked a geography exam, and ever since then, I've had a hankering to go up there and find the right answers. Look, if you don't want me to read the letters you get from Washington, then don't leave them open on the dining room table. What letters? Well, for instance, the one about the appropriation bill for Alaskan defense. Huh? So we had a good friend, or, or a friend, they weren't great friends, but they had known each other, and a guy named Wiley Post, he was a one-eyed pilot out of Oklahoma, an amazing character himself. Landing his airplane right in range of our cameras. Harry, go tell that bonehead he just cost us a barrel of money. Who is that spendthrift, Tom? Oh, some half-wit aviator they hired to fly the film to the laboratory. One of your Oklahoma boys, hard Indian. You and that fool plane! You're costing us a young fortune! What's your name, son? Me? 
Wiley Post. Us Cherokees are a long way from home, aren't we? Always your eye, mister. He lost an eye in the oil patch of Texas, and just a short period of time in his life, four or five years, he taught himself how to fly. Um, he found the jet stream. Uh, he created the very first pressurized air suit that was the, you know, basically the beginning of the space air suit. He was the first person to fly around the world, him and, uh, and another co-pilot, and uh, then he was the first person to fly around the world by himself with just, you know, basically a plane and a compass. I mean, just an incredible feat. And you've heard, everybody's heard of Charles Lindbergh and most people haven't heard of Wiley Post. But Wiley Post got two ticker tape parades in New York City because he was flying around the world. So an incredibly respected pilot. So he wanted to fly to Alaska and find a, a mail route to Russia. And Will Rogers loved to travel. So they got to talk and Wiley needed somebody to fund his trip. Uh, Will Rogers wanted to travel and see the world, so he said, man, I, I want to take, go with my fellow Oklahoman, let's go to Alaska. So they piled in a plane in August. It was a plane that Wiley kind of built himself. He put pontoons on it. The whole time, Will Rogers still writing his daily columns, talking about politics and the people that he met and these kind of things. So they fly to Alaska. Uh, they're starting to head to, to Point Barrow. It's August 15th, 1935. And again, this year, Will Rogers was the number one movie star in the world. They get lost in the fog. Wiley finds a lagoon to land in, and there were some Inuit in, uh, Eskimos that were there. And he asked them, you know, directions to Point Barrow. And uh, they said, you know, you're not that far away, you know, just about 12 miles away. So as the plane started to take off and turn, the engine died. And because the plane was built the way it was, it was very nose heavy. So it immediately went straight down and it killed both men instantly in the lagoon. whole world went into mourning. Um, you know, just every newspaper was a headline about Will Rogers and Wiley Post that died. Uh, the movie theaters went dark, the radios turned off, Congress went out of session, and everybody was just couldn't believe that Will Rogers, their best friend that was in their house that they were listening to and reading about had just died. And um, it was very, very difficult on the country. And so the president and others, they created a, a commission to what are we gonna do to honor Will Rogers? Uh, Congress actually passed $2 million in funding to do something for Will, but it was vetoed by President Roosevelt. Not that he didn't have any respect for him, but it was during the Great Depression and there wasn't a plan for the money. They were just doing it. And, uh, and that was his reasoning, you know. And so, but the Oklahoma legislature stepped up in 1937, created this commission, and in 38, they built the Will Rogers Memorial. And um, Will Rogers was originally buried in California, but the crowds that came to the memorial after it was built were so huge that uh, they eventually moved Will Rogers here in 1944. And that's where Will and Betty and three of the children are buried here at the memorial in Claremont. Amazing, amazing character. You know, it learned by School of Hard Knocks, you know, he just grew up in tough area and learned how to, you know, how to do it. And uh, uh, he did. I mean, he wrote a million words in his weekly articles, his daily articles, um, wrote his own stuff. And today you, you see your Conan O'Brien's or whatever, there's all these writers around him and all they're doing this to, you know, get the best jokes and all that Will did, even to stand up in vaudeville and the follies, 
everything was Will Rogers. Will Rogers never came back from that flight. And yet, in a sense, he never left us. There's a statue of Will Rogers at the Memorial Museum in Claremore, Oklahoma. It says, Will Rogers, 1879-1935. And the simple legend, I never met a man I didn't like. And a terrific job on the production by Monty Montgomery. And a special thanks to Tad Jones, the director of the Will Rogers Memorial in Claremore, Oklahoma. And my goodness, this is a quintessential American story, born in Oklahoma, before it was Oklahoma, and a Cherokee. And of course, he dies with a fellow Oklahoman and a fellow Cherokee. They say when Buddy Holly died, it was the day the music died. And when Will Rogers died, it was the day the laughs died. There was never one like him before. There would never be one like him again. The story of Will Rogers here on Our American Stories. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.